0: Drive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Welcome everybody to another edition of Golf Picks with the Plotniks. I am Dino the Pig, joined by my brother the farmer. And you can call this season two of Golf Picks with the Plotniks. We are back.
1: Yes, we are. Um feels like it's been a year since we've had golf, even though it's only been like a month, but uh yeah i guess when you it's probably been longer than that with some of the names we're seeing in this field
0: well we did not record for the tour championship so it feels even a little bit longer for us but yeah honestly it would have been a waste of of the airwaves for everybody out there just not a really fun tournament to bet on and lo and behold pretty crazy up pretty crazy upset i guess you could say going into sunday as rory storms the weekend and captures his third elusive FedEx Cup, and Scotty Scheffler just chokes on Sunday. But uh, it's going to be hard to argue that Scotty was not player of the year between him, Cam Smith, and Rory, man. Real big three-headed monster, but guess what? Cam Smith, not going to be getting any awards from the PGA Tour next year as he has defected to live to create an Aussie squad, although I'm surprised Adam Scott was not part of that list. But hey, here we are. Swing season has arrived and golf is back for another 49 weeks. Love to see it. Yeah. Th- so we're heading to Napa Valley. We have got the Fortinet Championship. This is going to be your intro into the Corn Ferry Tour graduates. So we're, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about the Corn Ferry Tour. That is obviously the subsidiary tour, basically the minor leagues of the PGA Tour. But you can basically. Oh wow. But yeah, you can you play, you can earn your tour card. Top 25 from the Cornfurry Tour earn their tour card. So that'll be fun to talk about. A lot of new names on the board that we will see. And then we've got obviously this tournament this week, and then a few weeks from now, we go straight to the president's cup. So another interesting concept this week is there's a few guys in the field that played their way into the president's cup. So they're going to be trying to round themselves at form. But guess what? USA is minus 500 right now. If you were going to go to the sports books to find that line. So, all right. It's actually talk- next
1: week, by the way, buddy,
0: not a is couple it, weeks. Is it next week? Yep. So they're literally competing with live because live has an event next week. That's funny.
1: I guess so. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure the Presidents Cup was set up before the date for this live event was. So
0: well, that's my point. They probably booked it on the same weekend on purpose. It's just, it's almost like yeah. I. Uh, there it must have been something that Greg Norman talked about with the players as part of their signing the contract. Like, if you're Neiman or Cam Smith, why not just wait three more weeks to make your decision and be able to play in the Presidents Cup? They obviously wouldn't let let them. Yeah,
1: probably not. And this, uh, we'll see if Hideki goes in a few weeks or
0: not. Yeah, he's the only real last person. Him and maybe Adam Scott, but it seems like Adam Scott is sticking with the tour. Same with Hideki. Yeah, well, let's jump right into the Fortnite Championship, previously known as the Safeway Open. We head to Silverado Resort and Spa. This is in Napa Valley. It's a par 72. Plays about 71 7,200 yards on Poana Green's. Your reigning champion here, Max Homa, where did you get your diploma? I believe he got it from Cal Berkeley, so guess what? He's back home, and previous to that, Stuart Sink won this tournament in 2020. Cam Champ making his second start ever on the PGA Tour after graduating from the Corn Ferry Tour, won his maiden, or not maiden, won his first ever PGA Tour event, at minus seventeen. Before that, Kevin Tway and Brendan Steele won back to back in sixteen seventeen. All right. Since this is the first tournament of the year and we haven't recorded in a few weeks, I know we've gained a few followers over the last year. Talk to me a little bit about how you are planning to attack not only your card but your season and how you go about your bankroll management each week because. That's really important when it comes to golf is that bankroll management. If you're out there putting in 10 outright bets a week and you're also throwing in matchups and first round leaders, it's going to be very, very, very difficult to be profitable throughout the entire course of literally almost 365 days. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's what, 49 weeks. It's almost it's obviously 52 weeks in a year. So it's almost an entire year, every single week of betting. So you got to make sure bankroll management is there. So JP, tell me.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, even though it's technically a new season, it's not really how I judge a new season. I like to go, uh, by Kapalua is the first event of the season. That's how I keep track of my plays, but it's so it's going to be more the same though that have led to five winners year to date so far. So, um, on average, I'll, I'll risk five units on my outrights, each of them, probably on average to win 40 units. That's how I do it. I hit one in eight tournaments and I'm up. So that comes out to be about five a year. There's about 40 tournaments, five a year. I'd be about even. And uh, anything above that is up a lot. So that's my game plan. That's how I go about it. That's how I'm going to still do it. I mean, if little events like this, uh, again, not my favorite is when you don't have like, because part of my handicapping is a lot of recent form mixed with, um, recent history. So the fact that we don't have form on any of these guys, at least for the most of them for the last month plus is going to make me have a little less exposure this week. But other than that, just same old.
0: It's also the fact that there are a bunch of guys that are from the Corn Fairy Tours. They never had PGA Tour status, so they don't really have proper metrics out there. And you can't really compare, even if there was stroke skiing data, it's hard to compare it because the level of competition is much different. All right, let's talk a little bit about Silverado Resort and Spa. It's a beautiful track overlooking the Napa Valley Vineyards. There's really only one defense to this entire course, and it is the Oak Tree-Lined Fairways. So it's a tree-lined track, 52% fairway rate here, which is 10% lower than the PGA Tour average. Problem is, it's just not going to make much of a difference. The rough isn't penal, and Silverado sports, one of the highest GIR rates on the PGA circuit at 68%. So definitely a bomb and gouge type of week. Definitely want to – honestly, I wouldn't really focus too much necessarily off the tee. It's obviously, when you're talking about a lot a lot of wedge play, going to help you to be in the fairway and not in the rough, but I don't think it's going to be the end-all be-all. Six par fours between 400 and 450 yards make up the majority of the par fours. So like I said, shorter irons and wedges. And then on top of it, all all the par fives, all four of them rank as the four easiest holes on the course with three of the holes having above a 35% birdie rate definitely want guys that can attack those par 5s and are if they do lay up for whatever reason, maybe they they have some tree trouble, then they are great with their sh- their short wedges, short irons, you get the point. Short game though, speaking of short action, short game not an important metric. The key things are going to be hitting fairways if you like ideally and giving yourself scoring chances. So this typically turns into a bit of a birdie fest, lowest score to par since 2016 minus 14. So expect a lot of birdie opportunities and a lot of birdies being rolled in. Let's talk about the weather and then we'll jump right into the board. Thursday. Beautiful. I mean, this is prime Cali weather. There's a little bit of a spike in wind in the late afternoon on Thursday. So certainly Jared, it looks like a bit of a wave advantage for the Thursday for the AMPS slightly because Friday afternoon picks up a bit as well. But I mean, mid seventies, if anything, the only thing that hurts the morning guys is I'm seeing 8 a.m. t like local time, 59 degrees, and then it picks it, it heats up throughout the day. Obviously, being stiff, ball not going as as far; those are detriments. So, yeah, you could look at it both ways. Friday, and th- Thursday and Friday are the same. It's cold ish. Actually, I mean, 57 is cold. So shit for me down here in South Florida, it's cold as shit. Fifth. Uh, High 50s, and then it picks up to the high 70s later in the afternoon. Saturday is where it gets interesting. The late, the afternoon gets, it, the wind picks up a lot. We're seeing gusts up to 20 miles per hour. And then Sunday, what's interesting, expect it to rain all day. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how this all plays out as usual. It's weather, it's bipolar, who knows. Let's jump right into the board, shall we? And we will go... To your outrights here, edged your outright favorite is Max Homa, who is your defending champion at ten to one odds, which is truly incredible. <laughs> Max Homa at ten to one. You got Hideki at sixteen, Corey Connors at sixteen. That's your ten to twenty range right there. So it's slim pickings up top because it, it gets a lot much more bunched once you get above fifty to one odds. Now, uh, before we get to the board, I did want to just mention last. I say last year because it's last season, I should say, is I'll say season instead of last year, since you like to use it as a calendar year instead of a season, seasonal year. So last season, the most outrights below 30 to one in the history of the PGA tour. So maybe, just maybe, outright season is coming into effect while we get to some of these fall events. All right. Anybody at the top of this board, I mean, I, I don't even need to know, go name by name. I'd say that anything up to 30 to one, there's about seven guys there. And anybody stand out to you?
1: Um, I mean, no one that's below 20 to one, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, everyone knows that I've been riding the Pendritch train. So if anything in this range, it's probably 25 to one. I take a stab on him. His metrics have just been unbelievable ever since he came back from injury. So he's got my attention at 25 to one. I think he kind of could be a course fit. Like you said, it's hard to hit fairways here anyways. So I could see a little maybe bomb and gouge style for, and uh, we all know how elite Taylor Pendrith is off the tee and his irons have really been hot, which has been leading to all these really good finishes since his return. So, uh, almost got him at the rock and mortgage. Didn't get him there, but, uh, he's playing really, really well headed into this president's cup and he's got my attention.
0: No surprise that the same guy caught both of our eyes here. And I did bet and pulled the trigger on Pendrith. I saw 30 to one out there. This guy, like you mentioned, I mean, it's the second half of the year. Last year was just incredible stretch in eight events. His worst finish was a T 68 he had zero missed cuts, six top 25s and two top 10s, and just an incredible run from him. He, in the last 24 rounds in this entire field, number one in strokes gain total. You mentioned his off the tee play. That's also because he's long off the tee, 316-yard average off the tee. Now he can get wayward, but hey, like we said, bomb and gouge, that gives him the best opportunity. And he crushes the par fives. He is fifth in the field in par five scoring which is a great omen. As soon as I saw that, I had to make sure I mentioned it because that, that definitely caught my eye there. And he was T51 on the PGA Tour last year in scoring average, which is obviously in the upper echelon of scoring average on a round-by-round basis. So, yeah, I'm on Pendrith here. I, I like him. I was certainly eyeing Davis Riley just because I was so all over him towards the end of the season. He's just not showing me anything. Specifically, the iron play really, really worries me. And he, he can't putt right now either. So, the combo. Cam Davis is one of the hottest players on the PGA Tour right now. Same with Thiegala. My thing with Thiegala, though, is this guy just made it to Eastlake as a rookie, like, sitting fat and happy with all that those boatloads of cash. And he's the type of guy that plays every single week. He's like a Sung J.M. Now he gets a month off. I don't know. That's a That just has... Those are, you know, red flags all over the place for me, but Cam Davis stood out just a little too high for me. And I think there's a little bit more value down the board. So let's just keep it running. There's so many names on here and they're all ugly. So just tell me what stood out to you. Cause a lot of people talking about Grillo this week, Brendan Steele's one here twice, your boy Hoagie at 50. What do any, anybody that you like here?
1: Yeah. Um, probably won't get to anyone here honestly with these names and again i'm gonna have a light light exposure ahead of this tournament personally but i do like brendan steel hard not to i'm a sucker for shitty putters guy has two wins here never misses the cut here and ball striking is just on another level for the past what four to six months on the pga tour i mean just green all over the place uh, it's unbelievable um if he just had he just puts a zero. I mean, this guy is going to be in contention this week, so I don't even need a good putter out of him. Um, even to get the job done here, he's won here before only gaining two strokes putting I'd say with his ball striking. Now he could win, which is a flat zero. So one of the rare courses that he has more green putting performances than red. So you can't say that for many courses. So obviously he'd like something here in the Valley. So, uh, I got an eye on Brandon Steele, but that's about it
0: in this range. Your top Corn Ferry Tour graduate that is making his PGA Tour season debut, Taylor Montgomery at 50 to 1. Got Justin Suh at 60 to 1. And sandwiched in there up to my boy Tommy Dietry. Happy for him from the DP World Tour. Finally gets his PGA Tour cards. Guy's been trying for years. Now, I mean, he's still young, but he, he had been going at it for a while, but really committed himself. So happy for him. Gary Woodland, 60 to one here. I Until I see any semblance of him being back to himself, it's going to be hard for me to pull the trigger. I don't even think this is a great course fit. But as I keep running down this list, I get to 60 to one odds. And uh, a, f- a few guys here, actually, that stood out. And I pulled the trigger on it. It starts with at 60 to one. I'm going with Taylor Pendrith and Taylor Moore. It's a Taylor, and maybe I might need to go buy some Taylor-made clubs this week because I'm all aboard the Taylor train, and I've got my Chuck Taylors that I'm wearing right now, too. Wow, let's go. Second year on the PGA Tour by way of the Corn Ferry Tour, dude had a sneaky, nasty rookie year last year. had eight top 25s in his 26 starts, including two top 10s, which was back-to-back in his final two tournaments of the season. Which got him all the way to the BMW championship in the Fetis Cup playoffs in his first year on the PGA tour. So he's coming in riding some great form. He just played only a few weeks ago at the BMW, whereas most of these guys have had a few weeks off. And even so, a lot of them went over. I will say a lot of them played on the Corn Ferry tour just to if they needed to try to keep status. But I love to more just his course fit. And I just love his recent fit history. The primary asset for him is definitely his iron play. He can get extremely streaky hot with his putter as well, which is something that he struggled a lot with earlier in his career, but coming in, riding great form with the flat stick, gaining six of his last seven events, the putt, the POA metrics stand out as his favorite surface solid off the tee. He's not very long, but he is accurate. He ranked 73rd in driving accuracy on the tour last year, which Maybe it doesn't sound so great saying 73rd, but that's out of 195 guys on the entire PGA tour. So definitely an accurate driver of the golf ball, which is going to bode well for him. And he had a win on the Corn Ferry tour in 2021, 12 top tens on the Corn Ferry tour prior to getting on the tour. So at age 29, he's I think he's hitting his stride, playing the best golf of his life. Maybe he picks up a win this week. So give me Taylor Moore, 60 to one. It looks like my brother's frozen, but that's okay. We continue to pound on. No worries, because I've got another play right in this range, and it's at 65 to 1. And I'm going to go with my boy, Alex Smelly Smally, at 65 to 1 odds. Another guy, very similar to Taylor Moore, a very similar blueprint right here. He had he was on the PGA Tour last year was his rookie year, so he's just now making his second stop, second season on the PGA Tour. He had nine top 25s in his rookie year. He had a runner-up at the Corrales, which was really great. I mean, this guy stripes the ball with his irons, but he is hindered completely, primarily, by his atrocious around the green play. I mean, the guy can't chip for his life. He's probably pushing Victor Hovland for worst on tour, uh, he just bleeds strokes around the green. Luckily, I don't think it's going to be much of a factor this week. We see a scrambling percentage and around the green play, not something that could be a big detriment here. So uh, as the numbers pan out, um, I think he'll be okay with his shitty around the green play. And I think just a general good, of course, fit. He's priced nicely for a guy. He's not dealing with the pressure, making his PGA tour debut. Smelly, smelly. Let's get that first W as well. So riding two guys to get, they're made in PGA tour win and the 60 to 65 range. So Smalley 65. Oh, I fill heavily for you, but my brother's back Boys and girls and who, Hey, we don't, we don't
1: discriminate. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that at all, but I am back and I'm baked. And I'm going really baked with someone who ended the year on a heater for himself. Can't believe his numbers this low, but 66 to one, we're going with Trey Mullinax playing fantastic golf. Fits my just bomb and gouge narrative for the week really all i have to say about him i mean if if anyone probably had three four weeks off so if anyone who's in this kind of field has played the most recent it's been him he's playing the golf of his life and look this guy was highly touted coming out of alabama he was kind of known as like the next big thing he's kind of been a bust now he's starting to turn it around made a deep run in the playoffs Uh, i I could see him just taking the next step this year and uh at 66 to one in this field i'll gladly take a bite of that
0: yeah so what happened to trey Molinax? I actually heard him on an interview on a podcast, but part of that big dry spell he had when he made it to the PGA tour, he started noticing that he was having migraine issues and he had to take like a year off of golf, something like he would just have vertigo all the time. And I, I don't think he had like a brain issue, but it was literally just migraines. Like it was like chronic migraines and he had to take time off the PGA tour. Apparently he got that fixed, went back to the corn Ferry tour, earned his PGA tour card and then earned his first win last year. So, yeah, Trey Molinax made it. I don't think he made it to East. Did he make it to East Lake? I know he made it deep into the playoffs.
1: Uh, he got to BMW and then petered out.
0: Yeah. It was pretty – what, he's the one that won the week before the Open, right, to be able to uh, – not not the Scottish Open, but the that tournament that was the same week as the Scottish to be able to get – into the open that was pretty cool and, and then he won the barbersole yeah and then he made the and then he made the cut at the open so he's he's just a, a walking feel good story so yeah could dig it i I'm, was very interested in <laughs> i wanted to take web simpson in 65 but I, I couldn't pull the trigger same with jason day these guys just they're the veterans that i love that i just uh, i need to see a little bit more out of them like week by week to to be able to pull trigger all right, yeah, I, I, nothing else sticks out to me until we get to the hundreds, honestly. Nick Hardy at 90 was probably the main guy because he fits that same mold as Pendrith and Taylor Moore for me and Smalley, honestly, like these young guys that um, he actually just, I think, got in from the court fairy Tour. He didn't even have full conditional status last year. I, I didn't pull the trigger on him. Another guy who wasn't full, full conditional last year was half and half was Mark Hubba Hubbard and I was on him for a few tournaments in some of the the alternate events last year, I should say and he was red hot on the both the PGA Tour and corn ferry corn Tour last year when he played so I'm on him at 100 to one odds. His irons are locked in. He's been playing a lot of golf, phenomenal wedge player. That's the one metric that stood out the most to me that I really loved. Also plays the par fives extremely well for a guy who averages 290 yards off the tee, but the man, the the guy finds a way to score and maybe it's the putter. And maybe that is a good thing this week because he's got a nice track record on Poe greens as his favorite surface. Um, he plays better. I was looking through some of the events where he played well. It was all tournaments that were what I would call birdie fest versus a lot of his worst finishes on tour were on tracks that played a lot tougher to on score to par. So I'm expected a birdie fest this week. think that bodes well for him. And I'd like Mark Hubbard at hundred to one. And honestly, that's the last thing I've pulled trigger on, but I have room for one more long shot and I just have a few leans, but I wanted to hear who you liked as above a hundred to one. And it sounds like you're going to have a good amount of guys that you're interested in. I don't know who you've taken yet.
1: Yeah. I got a handful. I mean, it depends on all the numbers predicate. I mean, my, I like Patrick Rogers. If you get him at about triple digits, uh, Cali kid to begin with uh, fits my narrative of bomb and just maybe get a little hot putter. Rogers is, uh, he's played here well, too, historically. So I like Rodgers, but I kind of like – I'm saying a 75 somewhere. I, would, I wouldn't I would be taking him at that. I'd want to see a better number for him. But um, just, yes, yeah, came in sixth place here last year. A uh, bunch of solid results at this tournament over the years. Gains putting every single year. So if he could just have a solid um, iron week for a change, I could easily see. I mean, he's still vying for that first career win. So I like Patrick Rodgers. Neil no, Patrick
0: like- Rogers. Wow. You
1: didn't even call him by the right name. Yeah, I know. I'm running on fumes. Sorry guys, but this is kind of boring uh, tournament. It is a little boring warm up tournament. It's got, that's the kind of energy I got right now. I got to wake up, but yeah, Neil Patrick Rogers for sure. Um, Steven Jaeger bombs at 110 to one I'm seeing. I like the that. Jacob. He was really popping with the irons at the end of last year, which you like to see at a Yeager. So oh, yeah. I like that. I love. Uh, I'm definitely on Adam Spencer again, 125 to one. Yeah, sucker for him. Solid course fit yeah. at that number. Um, that guy can get electric with the putter, and uh, recently, and and his irons can get sublime. He gained over eight strokes here with his irons a couple of years ago. So So really like that
0: inconsistent week to week with those irons and that putter, it just never hits on the right week. (laughs) That's what I want out of,
1: that's what I want out of an outright in triple digits to be inconsistent like that. So I'm betting for upside to become in first overall, anything else I don't give a shit about. So give me that volatility. So speaking of volatility, um, I'm just still a sucker for Lee Hodges at triple digits. The guy was just playing great down the stretch last year, other than Saturdays, Saturdays, I guess, something was wrong we're gonna have to tell him it's sunday uh when it's saturday and then we'll probably have a winner
0: because they're for the um, boys
1: yeah i don't know i guess so but uh that...
0: yep he it's it's south florida it's summer time ish well, i guess it's fall but it's always summer time here and we are getting a storm so his internet is going in and out which is weird because i live with him <laughs> And mine's fine, but we're going to keep it running and talk about some of my liens in this 100 to 1 range. I mean, I don't I, I want Jared to pop back on for this, but I mean, how do we not go back? I'm debating it. I haven't done it, but my boy Anthony Smotherman gets his tour card from Corn Ferry 130 to 1 on Anthony Smotherman. Chris up is way down there as well, which is crazy because shit on the alternate event, this guy was a 27 to one, like a month ago, but he's been fucking ass since. Cause he was playing on corn fairy tour and just, I think he he just is exhausted. He's playing way too much golf. I I'm guessing he's had to have played like almost 15 straight weeks or some, something crazy like that. Hayden Buckley, another guy that I've talked about a lot that I like again this week. These are more of probably DraftKings plays for everybody. Uh, Jared's back. Talking about Anthony Smotherman, got her up in Buckley again.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, shocker with Smotherman. You didn't have to bring him up. We all know you. <laughs> he's take got him. the he's
0: got the best. Well, when I say the best odds, like he's got the lowest odds of everybody. Like of, of all those three, which is crazy. Like got her up is like one fifty or something crazy. But um, you know who I like this week? And I think he's the one I'm gonna pull trigger on. He's like a I think he's 180 to one. Brandon, woo, woo, woo! (laughs) Dude, this guy had four top tens last year on PGA Tour. Huge upside out of him. I don't know. Worth a flyer. Who knows in a shitty field like this? So I think I'm going to put a sprinkle on Brandon Woo. I think I got to take... I don't really want to take Goddard up, but if he wins, I'm gonna be so sad. But Smotherman, I'd be even more mad than I would about Goddard up. That that was more of your guy. So I think I'm gonna sprinkle on Brandon Wu and Smotherman and Svenson. I might, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I don't know what I want to do. But those are the the long shots that it sounds like we like. You know who was super deep down there that I was like, what? Um, what was it? I, like two, it was like 280. Try to pull this up. Oh, Benny on at 250, just got his tour card. I thought that one was interesting. Uh, Oh, Doug Gim at 180. I, uh, that that number definitely stood out to me. But all right, let's that'll wrap it up for our outrights. Let's get to our full tournament matchups. I got a two pack this week, nothing special, but I'm going to take Corey Connors over Max Homa the two favorites, and I'm going to get Connors at a pick Look, I, I got a very strict math uh, math solution here or formula, and it's recent father plus wine country. is a bad combination for golf. So give me Corey Connors over Maxoma. And give me – he's making his PGA Tour season debut. Carl, you on? And I keep saying PGA Tour season debut. It's hard to say PGA Tour debut because some of these guys that are graduated from the corporate tour have played on the PGA Tour, just not – they didn't have conditional status uh, or full-time status, I should say. But give me Carl Yuan, who now has full-time status, over David Lipsky. So Carl Yuan, he's known to have a Ho Sung Choi type of swing where he he basically like – he finishes his swing with both of his feet to like basically – what do you even call that? Horizontally vertically sideways. He finishes his fucking swing sideways. That's the point of what I'm saying. And uh, He's nasty. Um, one of the best players on the Corn Ferry Tour. So uh, I like him over Lipsky. Just high upside play there as a pick him No first-round leaders for me. No props this week. We are doing minimal exposure. That's my entire card, and I will let you wrap it up.
1: Yeah, pretty late for me as well. Just throwing in some matchups with going Stenson plus 110 over Long. We're going Neil Patrick Rogers minus one and a half minus 110 over Brandon Todd and Lee Hodges hundred over Tyler Duncan. Like I said, light week for me, some darts, look out for some maybe live plays because I got some ammo to work with, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes when I have these light cards, I tend to have a couple ponies. So uh, let's look good and, and, and run hot.
0: No first round leaders. If anything, follow him on Twitter. Follow both of us. I will be posting my plays as well. I gotta remember to do that actually, but I'll be posting my plays. You can follow me, and I actually just changed my uh, Twitter handle recently, so make sure you follow me properly. It is at B Plotnik Sports. You can follow my brother at Jared P underscore. That's gonna do it for this edition of Golf Picks of the Plotniks. Good luck, everybody. GLTA.